Welcome to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, a Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm your host with my co-host. Say hi. Hi. Yeah, I was making sure you beat him. That was Topper for, yeah. for everyone. I Topper know. with our sidekick, Eric. Yep. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Shut up. Thanks. Thanks for kicking. Hey. Thanks for kicking it with <laughs> yeah. us today, Eric. With our intern, <laughs> Eric. Oh, <gosh. laughs> Just keeps getting lower and lower. <laughs> Well, hey, um, we have a lot of stuff to get to in this episode. Yeah, no dilly-dallying. No time for it. <laughs> no time for wasted. No, time but, for that. Um, we have some really fun stuff coming up. Mm. Um, just Let's just give a little heads up with some of the stuff that's coming up. Do tell. People that are listening. Um, obviously, today we have Zach from Citizens and Saints that are on. We'll talk oh, yeah. about that a little later. Cool that guy. was pretty sweet. Um, we have a shared episode coming up. Um it's actually for us going to be next Tuesday. Uh, we've talked about Not Your Pastors podcast before yeah. on this podcast. Um, what we're going to be doing with them is we are recording an episode with them where half of the episode is going to be released by them and the other half is going to be released by us. So today, if today is Tuesday, that, that everyone's right. listening to this, the, this upcoming Friday will be the episode that is released through their podcast. Not your pastors. Not pod- your pastors. Go podcast. subscribe. So part one. So we want to encourage everybody, yes, to, to, to subscribe to Not Your Pastors podcast or at least download the episode on Friday because that will be part one of our interview with them. Download and then un- unsubscribe. And then unsubscribe because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then on Tuesday when we normally release episodes will be part two of that. So right. um, we'll put it on all of our social media stuff, but I wanted to make sure we got that out. That will be this upcoming Friday and mm-hmm. then part one and then part two of our joint episode will be then and, and we have a lot of fun yeah we're looking forward to that. that's gonna be a fun fun episode yeah we have some serious stuff we're gonna talk about but then we have just some fun goofy stupid stuff like we normally do and i am still at, at all as to why they love topper so much yeah not your pastor's podcast i know we topper's their favorite i'm not in well, all <laughs> <laughs> we'll text them and they and they always and every time i talk to them they always bring up how much love yeah topper. i think they just feel bad for me I why? Think because be i get picked on because so we, much. we make fun of them the whole time so they're what? so mean to because them. they can they can sense how genuine i am in my voice <laughs> and how nice say, and how nice what? of a guy that i am i will say you do have a very genuine soothing See? sounding voice yeah See? you do um Shane and I's voice, more me. I don't know why anyone listens to this podcast because yeah. they hear me talk. I'm the intern. But outside of that, we have um, some other interviews we have lined up. We will be recording a Christmas special because that's coming up. Oh, I love Christmas so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll sure. get into that when oh. Christmas time comes. So we have um, a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, this turn, this was just a hobby, and now we're getting a lot more listeners than I thought we would. Um, Don't know why. We're getting people, not just our friends, but we're getting a lot of people outside of that listening. Um, so now we got to take it a little more seriously and actually plan things out, <sighs> which Topper hates. Oh, I know. Gosh, so much <laughs> planning. <laughs> but but maybe, we ha- maybe I can have the intern do a little more. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of grunt work. <laughs> I, I do everything. Um, and then we just released last week our King's Kaleidoscope episode yeah. where Shane and I both cussed in it. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Uh, don't, I don't know why you got to say it like that. Well, if you listen to it. then. But I do kind of regret. For the record, I didn't. Yeah, you didn't. We That's did. Right. Oh, no. If you listen to it. Yeah, you, you cussed like seven times. <laughs> We did beep out for because we didn't want anyone to get like too offended. 
But I, I kind of regret doing that because we talked about how not big of a deal it was, and then we beeped it out, and made it a big deal. But anyways, but we talked about King's. I don't Kaleidos- want to get into that again. But yeah, we talked about King's Kaleidoscope um, last. So um, we got a ton of plays on that one. Uh, but if you haven't listened to that, make sure you go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we, what, what do we do? We have anything we want to get to before we get to? Oh that? yeah, real, real quick, real quick. What? Hey Topper. Hey. No, don't do it. Stop. Choo-choo. Oh, that was a good choo-choo. Yeah, I worked uh, on that. That was nice. <clears throat> we got to take the Shane train over to the sports station real quick. You know what yeah, I mean, Tyler? Go real quick. I know what it's you mean. It's got to be a short I ride. I know, I, know we don't have, I know we don't have a whole lot of time. But if when something happens for the first time in 108 years, yeah, you got to talk bring about it. Up. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be at least talked about. And uh, obviously, we're talking about the Cubs winning the World Series. Um, uh and for us recording this, it was just this past week um, that uh, that they that they won the World Series. And none of us are Cubs fans, but um, if you are not a sports fan in general, the way that this World Series happened and the way that the Cubs won, and it was between the Cubs and the Indians, which now, by the way, since the Cubs won the World Series, do you know who the next team is that has had the longest drought in baseball for not winning a championship? Indians. Indians, right. So, but if you're not a sports fan, this is a reason why you should be. Yeah. The Cubs winning the World Series and the way that it's happened. But not just them winning the World Series, but everything, the the reaction from the city of Chicago, the reaction from Cubs fans, yep. all of those things that, are, that, that you can look up online, that is what makes sports so great. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. It was destiny. It was destiny. All the, did you see all the things... All the different 108 ways there were, like it was 108 years uh-huh. since this this had happened. There's like 108 stitches on a baseball. Oh, there's there was like a whole bunch I of know. these 100. I yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm see pretty. That. Yeah, it's it. You should check it out. There's like a whole bunch of different things that just yeah. like wow. add up. It's pretty cool. The the thing that really got me with all that because when when it was Cleveland versus um, Cubs, I didn't really care at first, and then once the Cubs won, I was like, oh, I'm glad they won. Yeah, and they were down three one, which is like almost impossible to come back, and of course right. they do. Um, but what got me was watching videos of the older generation, right. like eighty year olds, ninety year olds, mm-hmm. that are tr- are watching their the Cubs who they've been waiting their entire life. Yeah, and not just like us waiting for Orioles. Mm-hmm. Like their entire because we've adult. been waiting our entire life for the Orioles to win. Yeah, but a World Series we've never seen it in our 30, lifetime. Yeah. yeah, but we're talking about like grandparents 80, yeah. and of just waiting and waiting and waiting. And Cubs fans are diehard Cubs fans, yeah. and they've had to go through a lot of crap years. And then watching these people celebrate, I watched one video where uh, a guy uh, he had to be eighty or ninety celebrating with his son while his son's daughter, so the guy who was celebrating his granddaughter, was mm-hmm. recording it. Yeah. So three generations of Cubs fans celebrating. He was just so excited. And it was a first for all happy. of them. And yeah, and and that that like gave me chills. Like oh, I dude. got like I almost cried. I was so happy that. for this guy that I have no idea who <laughs> he is. I don't care about his team uh-huh. at all. But it was you were just so happy about. You it. You see the guy who went to uh, who drove three thousand yep. miles. So there's a guy who drove three thousand miles to listen to the last game with his dad at his grave site because he said. That whenever they, they made a pact, they mm-hmm. said whenever the Cubs win the World Series, we're going to watch it or listen to it together. And his dad passed away in the eighties. Yeah, and and I and he even said like my dad kept saying this is gonna be the year, it's gonna be the year. Yeah, and so he drove all. It was that one I did cry because <laughs> all I think about um, sports in general. Yeah, but 
sports is just a bonding moment that like right. that all of us have with like our dad mm-hmm. and like we bond the most with our Shane and I bond the most with our dad when it comes to Ravens football, yeah. going to the games, enjoying the games, and fantasy football. Like yeah. we literally bond with it. That and is, Orioles baseball. And Orioles baseball. But like I know right or right now it's Ravens times. And and you are the same way with mm-hmm. your dad. It's a bonding yeah. time. And Shane and I used to walk down to my grandfather when he was alive and every time Orioles were playing, mm-hmm. we lived two houses away from where he lived. So we'd walk down and watch the game with him. Yep. So Talking watching watching all these old people like get upset, like just remind me of my grandfather and just right. like brought up memories and just baseball, something with baseball and the tradition mm-hmm. of baseball really brought that up. Um, it was pretty sweet like to, 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 to see. And not only that, but our grandmother who's passed away as well, um, she is from she was from Illinois. Yeah. And I remember her saying to us when we were growing up um, that her dad, which would be our great grandfather, was a Cubs fan. And um, and and every time that they would drive through Chicago, they didn't live in Chicago, but uh, outside of it. Every time they would drive through Chicago, her dad would say, one of these years, those Cubs are going to win. Our great grandfather would say <laughs> that. That's how long it's been since the Cubs yeah. well, have won the World Series. One of these years, they're going to get it. I know it. And it's been 108 years. So it's really cool to see. And and I know that like a lot of people are like, I don't understand why you get like into sports or, or like emotional about yeah. them or like upset or, or, or excited or yeah, any of those things. There's some people that don't care about sports at all. There's some people that don't care about baseball yes. at all. They might care about football, but not baseball. Right. So. But sports can do so many things. They, they First off, sports can teach you about life in general. Yep. Um, and, and they teach you how to handle winning and defeat yep. it teaches you how to how to handle adversity all these things now it doesn't do that for everybody i understand but there are a lot of good lessons taught in sports and it is just fun it there's nothing bad there's nothing that bonds a city more it's my city than when my your city. team wins no you're right look at the it city bring, it Chicago. brings everyone together you can riot yeah, yep. you can flip cars over. You it's can encouraged. set them on fire. Yep, please and do. And it's all fair. It's all it's yeah. it's like the purge yeah. in Chicago right now. Is, yeah. what, is what it's like, um, and it's not all fair. There have been a lot of people arrested <laughs> since it comes to won the World Series. But what I'm saying is, like every time, yeah. we've only experienced the Ravens winning Super Bowl. Yeah. But whenever the Ravens are on, we've we've experienced it twice. They've been on a run and they go through the playoffs and they make it to the Super Bowl. The whole city is yeah. alive. The whole city's talking about it. There's like purple flags and there's purple lights and there's you talk to strangers. You talk about to strangers it. and yeah. everybody's in a good mood exactly. and it just brings the city it's together. Community. It's community. It doesn't matter what color you are, mm-hmm. what you've been through. That's right. Doesn't matter where you've come from. Doesn't matter. There's one thing you have in common. Ravens fans. That's right. And I would and I will say this. That idea to make it more Christian is what we want our churches to look like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is we want we yeah. want it to be a community that no matter who you are, whatever, we are all the same team. By it's, one common thing that, that that unites you. Yes. Um it doesn't always look like that, but Correct. just just that's what it's when I think Jesus talks about the church in the Bible, he's talking mm-hmm. about a community that is a that just won the Super Bowl <laughs> and, and then bonding together. Uh, like that's what it looks like to me. So but, the lesson is if you don't like sports, you don't like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. you might as well worship yep. Satan. Probably yep, not a that's Christian. Right. <laughs> and beyond that, if you don't like the Ravens, then you really—that's a yeah. double whammy. I mean, that's yeah, God's yeah. team. We know. We all know. Yeah, right. Ray Lewis was on it. He's—he's <laughs> he's only God's chosen one. Yeah, 
He released an album about it. Yeah, he's yeah. He made why do you gospel think, Why album. do you think God got he him? He murdered got somebody. Him. <laughs> <laughs> no weapon formed against him. <laughs> if he didn't murder somebody, he at least saw a murder happen and ran away in his limo. You want to talk That's about somebody who takes scripture out of context? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ray yeah. Lewis. Red yeah. Red Boy, Red. does it make them Ravens play good? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so. Um, that would, that would just great with sports and and that's why if you if you didn't watch sports. any of those videos go go yeah, and like go, Google go like uh, well, maybe we can post some yeah. on our Facebook page um, or one of them one guy had a, uh, put a beer in the fridge from like thirty some years ago and I won't even hundred and he said he put this beer in the fridge and he said I'm not going to open this until the Cubs win the World Series and it's been sitting in his fridge for thirty some years and he finally cracked it open. This has got to be well, flat. That's got that's gunky <laughs> Coors yeah, Light. At least, <laughs> at least it's a cold beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. All right. Well, um, let's let's get to our our interview because we were really excited and pumped yeah. um, to have Zach from Citizens and Saints on. They they are. Currently on tour with King's Kaleidoscope. Yep. They're actually going to be here. It's, it's Love Lived Live Tour, something like that. I forget what it exactly was. Live called. Loved Tour. Live Live Loud Love. Okay. Wow. <laughs> There's gonna we're gonna put the we're gonna put the, the sorry the, the, yeah um, we're gonna put the all the information um, on this on this episode. But I emailed I emailed Citizens Saints like a month ago mm-hmm. and then didn't even think anything of it. And then I was sitting by my computer and Topper was watching. Black Mirror, I think. Yes, I was. <laughs> Great show. And I, and I was just checking. I was like, what is this email? And it was Zach from Zay. He's like, yeah, hey, let's do it. And I was like, Topper, email me back. He's, he wants to do it next week. <laughs> I was like, I was like a little. Yeah, I said, Eric, not now. I'm watching Black Mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we, the way the schedule worked out, Topper was not able to be there because mm-hmm. um, we he could only kind of do it during the day since he's in Seattle or Baltimore. Yeah. So Topper, Sally, wasn't able to be there, which I think he was a little disappointed but also a little relieved because he gets stressed out. Yes, kind of that situation. would that would made me very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was he was a pretty cool guy. We talked to him yeah. um, about baseball a little bit mm-hmm. and just um, he's just, an Orioles fan. He's an Orioles fan. He's yeah. from Maryland originally. Hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog. Yeah. So um. So. But if you if you never listen to Citizens and Saints, go and check them out. Yeah, the new season is really good. Phenomenal. Uh, Rel- uh, Relent is really good. That's that's one of my favorite one ones. Favorite, yeah, um, I like that. My Doubts. joy is complete. Yeah, there's some really good songs mm-hmm. on that. It, uh, the the album's called Amir Dimly. Yep, and we talk about it in the interview as well. But seriously, go go and check them out because that we we kind of like make fun of Christianese things and like Christian music. And corny. We had an episode on worship, corny worship music. If you are if you're tired of corny worship music. Go listen to Citizens and Saints because yep. they they will be a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and I had a lot of people that text me about King's Kaleidoscope last week that didn't know about them until they heard our podcast. Um, for, like friends of ours said, man, they're so good. Yeah, and right away I said, then also check out Citizens. And yeah, because <laughs> they are also really good. Yeah. So um, and also come with us to go see them in concert. Yep, because we're best friends with them now. We're best friends. Shane and I. Yeah, we we are BFFs. We. Yep. Exchange numbers. He doesn't care about top. Hopefully, all. <laughs> I am with, by association. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so check out this interview with Zach from Citizens and Saints. So we are joined here by Zach from Citizens and Saints. Zach, what's up? What's up, guys? How's, How's it going? Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, so we we were just kind of talking about it, but Zach is originally from Maryland. Where where in Maryland were you from? Good old Cecil County. Oh, so, Cecil County. Out, out where the there's. I don't know. There's a lot of cows out there. Yeah, not yeah. a whole lot of people. Yeah, so. and you're and you're a big Oriole fan, so we have to ask: mm-hmm. Why did Buck not bring Zach Britton in 
Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. (laughs) I just can't even fathom why you would put Ubaldo in there. It's still just... I I, I know he was doing better, but you just should know. Or after after a pitch or two when you saw he didn't have it, then yank him. Dude, after he let up one hit, he let up three. 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 Oh, he, only had, he only had five pitches. That's all. He, yeah. That's all it took. <laughs> and oh, he's he's gosh. never been good in relief throughout his entire career either. So. Oh, dude, it was I, brutal. Obviously, there's some still some pain there for me, yeah. <laughs> and for all of us. We are yeah. with you. So, all right. Well, uh, Zach, why don't you just tell us the history of of Citizens and Saints? How you guys got started? Um, all that yeah. stuff. So uh, back in 2011, my family and I moved to Seattle, Washington, and um, I started working at a church called Mars Hill Church, and um, I was hired as a worship director, and so the band formed out of there. I met uh, Adam, our drummer, um, the first Sunday that I was there, actually, and then there were a couple other guys in the band initially that helped start it that were um, college students, and so... One of them was an exchange student from Ireland, and he was only there for a year. And he kind of, like him and another guy, Nate Garvey, they all helped to really shape the sound of the band um, because uh, that first EP that we put out um, has all these like really specific riffs in it, like An Amazing Grace or Nothing But The Blood. And those are pretty influenced by guys like Tom, who's Ireland, and Nate. And then you fast forward to where we are now. We've got Brian and Spencer in the band and Nate, who plays bass. He's always been there. Um, and things have just shifted a lot for us. Marcel's no longer a church. We're just, you know, uh, continuing to be a band. So it's things have changed a good bit in that regard. But, um, but we, we kind of still continue to have sort of the same desire, and that's just to make music. And in and, and the case of Citizens, we've just wanted to write songs about stuff that we believe and so or that we're struggling with and so that's kind of i think been the case from the beginning and continues to be the case now so so when you guys got started at at mars hill i was always just curious about this because uh mars hill has put out you guys and king's kaleidoscope and sing team and um dustin kendrew and, and all these great great bands i didn't know if it was like mars hill just had a collection of musicians and it was just like forming like like when people would form like boy bands and they would, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you guys are going to be Citizens of Saints, you're going to be King's Kaleidoscope, or did you meet there and then already kind of form a band and then Mars Hill helped you guys put stuff out? No, I mean, all of us, every single band was formed through meeting at the church. Oh, that's that's awesome. the thing. I mean, I mean, no, none of the bands came about because of, um, it, there wasn't, not like, a transplant situation where it's like, oh, this band's already doing stuff. Let's bring them out and yeah. play here. I mean, everybody met there, and and part of that's just because they had a different mindset, which I really thought was cool, and it worked in Seattle because there's a lot of musicians here. It doesn't work everywhere. That was just more of the band model. Right. So you had, you know, every church had like four or five bands, you know, which is pretty cool. Um, and so I think that's kind of how it all kind of came together. You know, it was yeah. it was pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty natural thing. So. It's awesome. Yeah, so um, uh, when you guys got started, then you started playing at, um, at Mars Hill, and you said you were a worship director? Yep. So, so, did, so did you lead, did you guys like take turns leading worship each week at, at Mars Hill? Yeah, I mean, there were, I don't even know, 15, 16 churches or something, and I was at one of the ones near University of Washington. Okay. And so I, I led 
citizens there, and we probably played once every couple weeks. And then there was another band that I led, and then there were some other leaders that led bands as well. Gotcha. So it was pretty. It was pretty leader focused. Like we had a pretty strong like leader development. Yeah program where we kind of take people through different books and stuff just to, I don't just to, so they'd feel comfortable and confident in that right. role. So, right. so then the transition for you from doing, uh, from being like a full-time worship leader or working at a church, how has that been from going from, from working at a church and now being a full-time musician and you guys are touring all over the place and playing shows? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're full-time music, right? Yeah. Yep. Totally. So, um, one of the things that I think has just changed dramatically for me is just not, I mean, not being at a church every week, my schedule is completely different. Um, and that's been cool in some ways. Um, part of that's just because I don't, um, you know, like when I worked at Mars Hill, a lot of my like rhythm was to meet with people and be with a lot of people. And it's just different now because now, with the band, I focus on that full time, and part of it too. When I came out of Marshall, I we just really felt like um, we 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 personally kind of took our own stand in, in a way that we felt like was important to us, yeah. and or felt like was responsible. And so we just really didn't believe that we needed to just go and get another job at a church. Mm-hmm. And since that time, there just hasn't really seemed the door hasn't really opened for us to work at a church. And to be honest. I'm not even sure that I ever will again. I mean, not saying that I think it's bad to do that. I just, um, I've really grown to just respect, um, one, the idea of like bivocational ministry. Yeah. But two, I mean, right now the church we're at, they don't, they're not going to hire me because they already have a guy <laughs> and it's a smaller church. So <laughs> I, I'm not gunning for his job. I'm grateful for his leadership and I'm really glad that God provides for him and though I'm not doing what I used to do. And that was a shift too, to realize like the church is not, we can't look at the church as our primary source of income. Mm -hmm. It was a calling and we were called to to that for a period of time. And now it's different and God's still caring for us. You know, it's cool. So what, what's your opinion since you used to be worship pastor and you write songs that are obviously very Christian and and even worship songs. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on the worship that you find in most churches or that in general, the worship scene in, in most churches? You know, um, I think my opinions have changed a lot. If you asked me that question two and a half years ago, I would have told you something different. Part of that was just um, a lack of really getting out and getting to know more people in different yeah. churches and stuff. I think that there's a lot of really cool things that has come from citizens, and I'm really grateful for that. I've also just realized that our style of music is it's pretty niche, you know, like there are way more churches not playing our style of music than there yeah. are churches playing. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's kind of, and I think that's why our new record is different too. It's just like trying to hit that moving target. It's just impossible. Right. And it's not even really all that life giving to me to try and write a bunch of songs that like a bunch of churches could sing. So I think that if anything, the, the thing I've noticed is there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, like at our church, for instance, they don't really play any of our songs. They play yeah, yeah. one or two. But they would never play like Made Alive or something. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like nothing. And it just kind of dawned on me, this is the church we're a part of. And when Citizens started, we were writing 
for our church, and we're not a part of that church. We're not all a part of that same church anymore. All the guys are part of different places. Yeah. So it just kind of changed and realized, like, I don't know how beneficial it really is for us to try and write. I don't really want to write songs that the church I'm a part of would not sing, yeah. if that's what we're trying to do. Right. It just feels really disingenuous for me. Yeah. So I think, I, don't, I think that it's really cool that people are wanting to create. I'm really excited about it. I think for me personally, I'm just kind of taking a different approach now. Yeah. So, so for, have you ever been like to a church where, um, I don't know, maybe like you visited a church and then you're sitting there and then the worship team starts playing one of your songs and you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. A uh, time or two, but usually it's been, it's been pretty cool. I mean, I generally, I mean, there are some, there are some great, videos out yeah. there of people playing our songs and there's some pretty fun. <laughs> there are some funny ones let's yeah. just i, I yeah. will be honest using the there. word great loosely but, here <laughs> but at the same time i really am humbled when like that people would find those songs to mean something to them yeah. and to their people uh and so when i go there I, I'm, I'm just pretty excited that that yeah. that they're doing that i mean i <clears throat> i think um that doesn't hasn't happened to me a ton and part of that too is just that even with the band, like even though we travel, we don't really go to church a whole lot, a, t- a whole lot on the road, just because we're usually traveling that Sunday morning, so it's near impossible for us yeah. to do that. So when I'm home, my wife and I we go to our church, mm-hmm. and and we don't travel that much to be honest. We travel once a month, so I'm missing one Sunday, sometimes two a month. Otherwise, I'm at my my um, you know the church that my family and I go to. So I don't hear it hasn't happened. It's, a ton, but when it yeah. does, it's always kind of like, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully they're not doing this because I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the most, my wife always makes fun of me because I'm the least, um, I'm like a terrible encourager and I'm not sentimental at all. <laughs> at all. So, you sound, you sound but, like yeah. someone I would like then. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at, at my church, so I'm, I'm a lead pastor. We just planted a church um, this year on Easter of this year. And um, cool. I, so I have all volunteers besides myself and um, the, the guy who leads worship for us. Um, and I told him that we were going to interview you this week. And he said, OK, so tell him every time that we go to play Made Alive, which we actually honestly do play semi often, he, yeah. he struggles getting the key. And so sometimes <laughs> he's literally he, he helped me with youth group before when I was a youth pastor. And he would sing the song, and it was the entire wrong key for like half the song. And so what he does now is he has to right. sing in his head the Boston song from Augustana. The I think I'm gone. Sing <laughs> that to get the key for Made Alive. He leads it. I need to do that. I've actually, I, I have believe it or not, sang that song before uh, a time or two actually, not in the right key, only because of. And we, this has hopefully been fixed now, but where I'll have in-ears or I'll be playing from a wedge and I can't hear anything on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just kind of guessing the key. Right. And yeah. it's been a train wreck. We've had a couple of train wrecks. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm that... also learning about... Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad that our worship leader isn't the only one. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's doing fine. <laughs> so how is the process in writing your new CD... Um, Amir Demley, how how was that? Was it different from your other two? I mean, it sounds different for us listening to it, but how how was this that process? It's completely different, you know. And a lot of that is um, 
uh, I have, well, when we were working on the record, I had just way more time than I ever did on any other Citizens record to write, which was both good and bad. If I was really uh, intent on writing music that particular week, I I would often like write a bunch in that week, but if I wasn't really focused on it, it'd get pretty, it, it was really hard. I mean, songwriting is kind of like a, you know, it's like working a muscle. Um, and so uh, there was that aspect of it. And then two, on previous records, I would do most of the writing with Brian, who plays keys in the band, but also produces the records. And we would basically sort of plot out each song and then bring the band in. Mm-hmm. This one, we kind of decided, like, let's write it all together. I just think it's way more uh, – there's just something about having ownership yeah. and, and the stuff that we're making. And so all the guys agreed, and so we, we wrote music, like pretty much all the music together as a band, which was really pretty fun, hard, yeah. but really rewarding. Yep. And, uh, and then lyrically for this record, I just approached it differently in that uh, I just was not – I was not sitting down with the with the idea of I'm going to write songs for the church to sing. I'm just going to write songs, and we're going to pick the best songs that sort of fit this idea. And it turns out that there's a couple songs on there that you know have wound up being songs that it seems like churches are doing. But uh, that's which I'm really excited about. It's cool. Um, but that wasn't the mindset there. And and I think part of that has come about because just realizing that music. It's interesting to me when you think about art mm-hmm. that uh, it's pretty rare that artists make what the, like do what they do just for one specific group of people. Yeah, you know, man. they're usually making it for anybody to enjoy it or right. not. Right. Some people literally make you know like shock art to just to just to see what kind of you know how they can rouse some type of response out of somebody. But overall, um, you know, it's it's pretty inclusive, and I think you know the gospel is inclusive. Yet sometimes we make art that's just for a specific group, and I think on one hand that's important because um, I, I think it's important because you know we we sing songs in the church. I would also say too with that that there's also a bit more of a utilitarian focus when it comes to church music because it's for a very specific purpose, mm-hmm. whereas like art is is much different than that. And so I think I just wanted to approach it differently in that way too and hopefully make something that wasn't just for a specific group of people but that any person could listen to and hopefully, in our case, hear about the thing that we believe in, which is we believe that you know God loves us regardless of whether we can believe or not. You know, And I think that's entry point into us becoming uh, one with Jesus is seeing that you know, we are incapable of within ourselves to under, even understand what that love is. God loves us, and then we slowly begin to understand that. Yeah. And that's our hope with the music that we write. And so that's kind of how I focused on this one. So, uh, you, and you were kind of touching on this a little bit, but, um, I, and we've heard from, uh, we've listened to like other, like bad Christian podcasts. I don't know if you've yeah. uh, checked them out. Or yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've been on it. Oh, <laughs> 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 and so um, they talk sometimes about how um, the Christian music industry is is so cut in such a certain way, and and how they they want you to sound a certain way, and they and they want to appeal to to a certain group of people, like you were kind of already saying, and that you don't have to just write music for the church specifically, but for people in general. So being in the Christian music industry, 
Has it been difficult to to kind of do what you want to do and what you as a band, uh, Citizens and Saints, want to do as a band? Or do you have um, people pushing you different ways to sound a certain way? I think there's a lot of opinions. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people who have ideas of like what we should sound like or what we should sing about. Mm -hmm. I just don't really care what what those people think, if I were honest, you know? And and a lot of that's just because... um, I just feel like so oftentimes in like the church, we just don't, um, we don't admire the the idea of taking a risk, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. all that art artistic expression is. It's all risk taking because yeah. you're putting yourself out there. And as soon as you put it out there, it's kind of like this podcast, mm-hmm. you share all your opinions, you interview people, you put it out there. And now all of a sudden you've opened the door for other people to either say, I like that podcast or I don't like that podcast. Yeah. It's the same thing with the music I make. People can say, I like that music. I don't like that music. You can do that with anything. It's just that for some reason in the church, you know, people decide to, you know, want to come on and, and like meticulously pick apart the way you said some sort of lyric. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, I guess, sure, you know, you want there to be clarity if you're singing about truth. I, I, I understand that. On the flip side, I think it's often there's some people that just kind of like I, I had a person or two guys come up to me after a show in Sacramento a couple weeks or a month ago. And I was sharing sort of the vision of the record and just talking about how, you know, this record was written out of a lot of doubt and, but also faith and how God really just showed me so much in that process that to doubt him is, it, it's just, um, it's just evidence of my, you know, human tendency yeah. uh, that just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I am never going to doubt doesn't mean i'm never going to suffer it doesn't mean i'm never going to feel things in a really deep way just like anybody else in the world does yeah and i shared that and they came they came up to me afterwards and they said hey um uh everything you shared i just wanted to give you a chance to um i wanted to give you a chance to sort of explain yourself before i judged you and i was like <laughs> okay and then he said he's like you know so you know would you have said anything differently and i was like no, I wouldn't because that's, I mean, I just said, I think our record speaks for itself. I didn't even need to say those things, yeah. but at the same time, like, I don't, I, I just told him, like, I think we always want like a storybook ending to everything, but it's yeah. not always that simple. And that, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, it is hard at times being in the Christian world. I don't particularly like it um, at all which is why as a band we're, we're slowly trying to distance ourselves from it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, my favorite artists who are not Christians sing about what they believe. Yeah. And I listen to their music, and I'm not sitting around like, gosh, you know, I, I don't think I can listen to this anymore because <laughs> a person believes something different than me, right? Yeah, right. And I think there's just, I, I want to get to a point where we're singing about the things that we believe, which in just, like I said, you know, we believe that God is a God of grace and love and mercy. And we're going to sing about that. It might not always be a blatant thing, yeah. but we're going to, we hope, hope to do that. And if there's Christians that are mad about that in the process, maybe that says more about them than it does us, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we, we just talked our last episode, actually, we just talked about King's Kaleidoscope and yeah. that, the saying the F word, all that stuff. And yeah. we talked about it. And us as two pastors cussed on it, and we got feedback from that. And and literally, like we were talking about how maybe us saying that we shouldn't say these ten words is just a cop out for us 
to actually gossip and do everything else. Like the Bible says we shouldn't yeah. cuss when it's really 10 times more than that. And we got in trouble for that. <laughs> so like, so we, yeah. we understand. Yeah. And you, I like to hear people that are speaking about what is actually affecting them, them being yeah. real. I don't want fake music and that you can catch that a lot of times when it's just cookie cutter songs. And that's what, yeah. I mean, that's what I really like about your guys new CD because you have songs that are that are worshiping God and glorifying God and talk about how awesome he is. Then you have songs about your struggles and your doubts. And it's like a wide range of songs and it's like a wide range of how my life is. Like sometimes I'm feeling that way. Sometimes I'm like struggling with what's going on in my life. So um, that's being real is always 10 times better than, than, than just putting a fake song so that a church can sing it on a Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's that's really was kind of our main thing. Is I just I I realized even with the way that I did stuff before, <clears throat> because citizens, it was utilitarian. I mean, you can people can call it what they want, and um, but it was. I mean, we were writing songs like "Join the Triumph." Every single song on that record was "Could the Church Sing This Song?" Yeah, yeah. And that that was important to us, and I think that was. I'm glad we did it that way. But that just wasn't the same approach with, with this one. So when you're doing it in that sense, where it's like, can the church sing this? You kind of, it, I think for good reason, you sanitize it a little bit because there's certain things that are almost like so specific that it's almost not very helpful yep. from like a corporate singing standpoint. Right. But when it's you telling your story, for you to change that, you're not like testifying anymore. Yeah, You're like sharing a version of something. Right. You know, a version of something else rather than this is what God's done and I'm going to talk about that in its most honest form. And I think that that is what's really missing in a lot of ways from not just art, but just probably from people as Christians in general just have lost the courage to do that in some ways and just feel like the freedom to say, like, this is who I was, you know, and this is who I am. And sometimes I go back to being who I was. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that I am still in Christ, but I am, ah, I hate this part of me, but I do it still, you know, whatever it is, you know, like, and I think we're just really scared and nervous to do that. And you guys know, I mean, being pastors, it's, a, you, you put a lot on the line mm-hmm. when you, <laughs> when you put all your cards on the table, yeah. but you also do it because you know that, um, you, you know that that's going to ultimately speaks into people in a way that actually like tells the story of God's grace way more than just some sort of buttoned up, you know, right. version of uh, of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think that church has turned into a, a, a safe place, and it should be a safe place yep. in certain... certain uh, you should be allowed to be yourself. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Bad. But then it's also turned into a place that's meant to be um, comfortable, and church was not meant to be comfortable. The, the early church in the book of Acts was not comfortable. There was a lot yeah. of risk and, and dangers involved, and they, they put their lives on the line. But we go to church and we expect everything to feel good. Um, but really, exactly how church. we want it. Yeah. We should leave church feeling challenged and thinking, okay, what is God working on in my life that I should do differently that, that I'm not? It doesn't, it shouldn't always feel good um, leaving church. But um, I, so it, it's interesting to just see. That how the church has become the way that it is now um, compared to how totally. it started out, for sure. Uh, yeah. How much time? Okay, let's let's do one more question, then let's play a game. Okay. We like to play games. You, you got the last <laughs> question. <laughs> um, so, so you guys have been um, uh, touring with King's Kaleidoscope. Um, so yep. what is it like 
just being on the road and going to different places and uh, um, what are the challenges of being on the road and doing a tour like that? Yeah. Um, well, I'll start with the challenges. The biggest challenge is being away from our family. Um, families. We are all married. Uh, everyone, actually between both bands, all of us are married except for one. Um, and there are, between both bands, I want to say there's 15 kids or something like that. <laughs> Citizens has 11, 11 of them. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they got a bunch. <laughs> yeah. We'll... We always joke that we're, we we had that many kids to basically start another king kaleidoscope <laughs> and 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 take and take them over. Um, uh, it'll be uh, vicious, violent. We'll say. <laughs> Don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah, um, never. So so anyway, um, we so that's that's challenging. At the same time, though, um, all of our families are really close. You know, like. Um, and so, you know, my wife's been really great about whenever we're gone, she gets a lot of the band ladies together and they'll hang out and get the kids together. So that's pretty cool. Um, so it, because there's that camaraderie happening at home, when we're out on the road together. I mean, we, we are just, there's a lot of respect that we have for each other. We really admire each other and we trust each other. And we have a ton of really great conversations. And at the same time too, like, I mean, the way we're doing it is it's a really stressful way. I mean, we don't go out very long. We go out for about eight days a month. And it, you don't make as much money doing that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's way more rewarding to be at home with your family yeah. than to know you have more money in your bank account. Like, I know that sounds yeah. counterintuitive, but that's just eventually you just kind of get to that point. Yeah. And so it's really, it's pretty special then to go out and be with these guys and share in that together. And, you know, like, I mean, there's little conflict that comes up, but I mean, overall, uh, I mean, I feel like even to say that almost like um, makes it sound like there's like there's conflict uh, in a big way. There, there really isn't any. Like, I can't think of a specific example of us all traveling together where it's been like, whoa, yeah. that was big. We need to talk about that. Like, everybody, I think, respects each other even in that way, and they they're willing to, hey, this is, can we talk about this? You know. So I really, I really love that. It makes for a really like peaceful, spirit-filled time where they're just like praying for each other, talking with each other, um, listening to each other. It's it's a really special time. And then also too, I think just traveling around, you get to meet people. Yeah. And with our music, everybody's got a story. Everyone has a reason why certain songs mean something to them. Yeah. Um, that's pretty incredible to me. In fact, just to share this story, we were just out on touring. And we were playing a show in Columbus, Ohio. And um, this girl came up to Nate and Spencer after the show and said, hey, I just want to let you guys know I came here tonight. I, um, not, I was, I'm not a Christian or I wasn't a Christian. And um, I just, I don't know, thought I should be here. I came with my friend and I just sat in the back the entire time and sobbed during your set. And God was like doing something. I, I don't know. But she just said, you know, like what you guys were singing about. And then I do this thing at the, towards the end of each set where I kind of share the story of the record. And I don't necessarily, I intentionally try and keep it a bit more, I'm trying to find common ground yeah. with people in the hopes that there's people there that don't aren't Christians, you know? Because I want to be able to have a conversation with them. I don't want it to just seem like this is some sort of like special club right now with our uncertain dialect and language. And so I was sharing all that and she comes up she's like, yeah, I, I think I'm a Christian now. I'm just like... Whoa, yeah. that's incredible, you know? Like that I didn't say, all right, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus or you know, give 
I didn't even, I don't know. I just, all I did was tell my story. Yeah. I just yeah. told my story and that was through the, the record, but also through what I was saying. And something about that was enough to God really use that for her to show her his love and grace for her. And I just found that to be really humbling because I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also it's so rewarding, you know, to be able to tell our wives that, okay, all that work that we put in, right. it's, it's been worth it for this, like for this one girl. Yeah. You know? That's great. All right. Well, let's, let's before we get to the details, because there's a show coming up near us. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's do something we like to do um, on this podcast every once in a while. It's called Stupid Questions. Stupid Arguments. Or Stupid Arguments. I'm sorry. Great. I know. Screwing it up. I'm going to cut all that out. No one's going to know. <laughs> stupid Arguments. So here's, since you're on tour a good amount, I assume that, that you probably eat this kind of stuff. What is the best fast food? Now I'll go first because uh, I think it's obvious. Okay. Hold on, but all right. Before before you you answer. Now, are you like one of those people who are like, uh, I don't eat fast food. <laughs> uh, I oh, am. That, that, <laughs> I do eat it. I just will only eat certain places. Okay, all right, that's fine. My my answer is for sure Taco Bell because Doritos Locos Taco is the best thing ever created oh, in the history oh. of anything. Oh. The, I the, hate Taco Bell with a deep passion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the meat might not be real meat. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I it's, don't believe that. It is. It's 70% pure Mexican magic, but it is so delicious. I don't even care. All right, well, I, what's yours? Okay. Oh, I think my favorite fast food is, is probably Chick-fil-A, mainly because we don't have it that much out here. That's a good Christian answer, want, too. That's the Christian answer. I only answer. ever want it on Sundays, too. <laughs> so, yeah. so on Sundays, I usually like, flick them off or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I know it's the most infuriating uh, thing going to a Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. It's impossible. Yeah, I, hap- I, I think it's happened. I think I've gone to Chick-fil-A more on a Sunday than I have not on a, yeah. Oh, yeah. a normal day. But I really do like Chick-fil-A a lot. I just There's certain fast food. I've had a lot of bad fast food experiences. Like, for instance, a Wendy's one time. I'm eating a chicken nugget. Go to pull it out of my mouth. And there's just a hair in the middle of the chicken, like oh, in the gosh. meat, just like this long. You know, like <laughs> I'm just like, ah! Didn't get back to Wendy, I feel like all Wendy's are just dirty. I don't know what Dude. it is. Oh, yeah, Wendy's kind of sucks. Wendy's and Burger King. I've had a lot of bad Burger King experences, yeah. but well, I I have to agree with Zach. I think that. Oh, of course you would. You're trying to suck up. Honestly. Chick-fil-A is the only fast food that I can eat and I don't feel like garbage afterwards. Yeah, I agree. Huh? I agree. When you need to train your body <laughs> in order to be able to eat Taco Bell as consistently as I do. But you, you know, train. The thing is, my, my wife and I think your wife, yeah. neither of them eat fast food whatsoever. But, okay. my, but my wife sometimes says, hey... Do you want to get Taco Bell? Yeah, That's mine does. That's the only fast food that she likes. Well, any of them. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. That you know what's funny is my wife is kind of the same way. Really? She, I well, we never. I've never been to Taco Bell with her, but she's mentioned it many times. It's like we should go to Taco Bell. Like, what? is it? Is it a girl no. thing? And I she don't know. She, I don't know. She doesn't eat fast food either. But apparently, back when she was in high school, she ate like a bunch of whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know some Taco Bell thing, some weird thing wrapped in a bag that <laughs> Dorito bag. Have, you, have you never been to Taco Bell? You know. I went to Taco Bell some in my upbringing in Maryland, 
Uh, but uh, that's the only time I ever went to this one Taco Bell. We'd go and get like 50 tacos because they were like, you yeah, know, like $10 bucks, for yeah. 50 tacos. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I, for whatever reason, okay, here's another weird thing. I don't know if it was like this for you guys growing up in Maryland. I never had avocado in my life until I was 18. <laughs> uh, I never really eaten Mexican food. There was not a single, the only Mexican restaurant I had really? near me was, was a Chi-Chi's. I don't even know if you guys remember what that yeah, was. Yeah, I remember Chi-Chi's. <laughs> Uh, so I don't even think that was Mexican food. So when I moved to Georgia and got real Mexican food, I was like, okay, okay, this is, this is different than Taco Bell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of, I lost more respect for Taco Bell. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm sorry, man. Hey, I'm sorry. it's all right. You guys can be wrong sometimes. It's fine. We didn't say McDonald's though. McDonald's, you know, do you like McDonald's? I can, I can eat a Big Mac a lot. I do like McDonald's. I will eat, I'll eat McDonald's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I breakfast like is pretty breakfast. good, but. We have a friend of ours who um, is like one of the people who are like, if you eat McDonald's, then you're like the devil. Like it's the worst thing for you. And they literally have a carton of McDonald's French fries that they keep in a cabinet to see how long it will look the same. And they've had it for like years. Yeah, like six years. I think. Oh, yeah. and they still look the same. Yeah, yeah, they look the same. They don't look much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. You know what? You know what's funny though is one of the guys in the band, his dad. He's sort of he manages, runs like one of the factories, like the main hub that distributes all of McDonald's like food in the Midwest and the East and the up in the Northwest. And he led us on to an interesting fact. So. I'll just uh, hang on to this one a little bit. <laughs> and that was that Chipotle and McDonald's shared the same food warehouse and they ship out the exact same meat. What? I thought Chipotle was... So... I thought their thing was like their meat was like... Like farm fresh? Yeah, like it was really nice. Well, they were really nice to the animals or but something. what I'm saying though, but his point was that McDonald's has, has taken a lot of great strides to actually put out uh, better meat. Okay. Doesn't necessarily change my mind about them, but... Uh, I mean, I'll still eat it, but I don't know that I ever will eat it and say it's healthy. No. So, <laughs> well, uh, they got in so much trouble for like the chicken nuggets being like weird yeah. meat and stuff like that. So now it's like yeah. all white meat and yeah, know, those sort of things. So. All white meat, maybe chicken meat. We don't know, but it's <laughs> yeah. white meat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I will. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks. We want to thank Zach for um, for spending time with us and um, uh, and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, so the new CD is Amir Dimly, and um, they they have a show because a lot of our listeners are in the Maryland area on Wednesday, November sixteenth, which is in DC at the Rock and Roll Hotel. And have you? Yeah, we'll be there. And um, and yeah. Zach, Zach told us privately that after the show, he's going to take us out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, we're going out tonight in the town. We're going to go to the White House. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to see who's well. The president won't be there yet, but yeah. we'll have a new president by then. We will. We will. We will. Have you have you played at the Rock and Roll Hotel before? No, I've. Never been there. It yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's pretty Have sweet. You guys been there? Yeah, we saw Deer Hunter. I've seen Deer Hunter there twice. Yeah, a couple times. Seen a couple other bands there. So, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool place. So, I'm pretty excited about it, man. It'll be cool. Yeah, please, any anybody who uh, who wants to come out, please join us. Tell your friends. Bring a bunch of people. We never played in DC, so we want it. We want it to be a good time. So yeah, awesome, and it will be. Every show is always just. It's a blast. So, right. and well, thank and you guys, you guys for uh, supporting. Uh, Oh, sure. And with you guys being on the West Coast, you don't make it out here that often. 
um, to, no. to DC. Like you said, you never played in DC. So when we yeah. heard that you were playing, we were like, oh, yeah. Final. A little side note. Um, my wife was giving my two daughters a bath while I was pooping in the same bathroom. And I was like, man, I don't, I, I want to see citizens and King's Kaleidoscope, but King's Kaleidoscope's like 20 million people. They never play anywhere. So that was going to look really quick. And then I saw you guys were playing. I was like, Oh crap. And then I texted everybody else. So awesome. We could have had you on and stuff. And we're, we're really excited Dude. about the show. This will this, I think it'll be a week by the time this episode comes out Yeah, in a week. So cool. you can get tickets on, on your guys' website, which is citizenstates.com. Is that right? Yeah, the best place really is to go to LiveLovedTour.com. So okay. LiveLovedTour.com, and you can get tickets on there. It'll take you a direct link. And we're also doing a VIP thing where uh, – and m- most of that's just because a lot of these shows, once we get done, we, we – I mean, we do everything ourselves, so we got to, like, pack up and get on the road to the next thing. Yeah. So we just try and provide a way to be able to hang out with people that would want to h- hang out and talk and stuff. Like So people can go in there and do all that. That's awesome. Awesome. So and we'll put a link up on this episode too. Cool. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate man. it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right. Well, good interview. Yeah. Good interview, Shane. Good interview. We're, we're a good good team when it comes to interviews. I think I'm gone to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I once was dead in sin. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I guess you played I guess that song at church that. today. Did you? Yeah, and I thought about it, yeah. I thought if he was there, <laughs> I'd be like embarrassed. Like, I'd be like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but um, before we move on, yeah, what'd you think of the interview, Top? Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I kind of want to give my two cents somewhere. Okay. Um, yeah, what's your takeaway? The best fast food is by far Chick Fil A. Okay. Yeah, easily. So it's both. Three versus one? It's, yes. Oh, because we we're in a Christian podcast. It so, of is. course, you two have to agree I with just... the Christian guest that we had on and all say the Christian yeah. food establishment okay. How can of Chick-fil-A. You, let me, let me Honestly, we should have said Chick-fil-A doesn't count because obviously that's everybody's <laughs> yeah, see, no, that's favorite that's very true. Food. Seriously, how can you not like, even, even if you go sit and order in, you mm-hmm. sit down mm-hmm. and you hear nice wor- worship music in oh, the yeah. background. That's I was there nice. yesterday. I heard some Chris Tomlin yeah. instrumental. Yeah, and you hear instrumental, you're like, I know this song. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it in church today. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I wouldn't be on a Sunday. On That's mm. not what I heard yesterday. <laughs> um, I've never heard that song in Chick Fil A. They probably do play it. I actually was at Chick Fil A yesterday, just getting a milkshake because they do have good awesome. freaking everything about Chick Fil A is good. <laughs> everything. <laughs> they have. No, I don't want to argue. I don't want to argue that that they're not good because they are very good. I do like them a lot. They're the best. But Taco Bell. It's Doritos. not even close. <laughs> Doritos Locos Taco at Taco Bell is just so freaking good. I'm not a big chicken sandwich guy or chicken nuggets. I like both of them, and I would if I want chicken nuggets, I'm not going to McDonald's for it. I want to go to Chick-fil-A for it. I will say that. Oh, but I like, I like Mexican McDon- food. McDonald's chicken nuggets. I like Taco mix- Bell. Taco I like Mexican food the most, and I'd really enjoy Taco Bell. <laughs> the last time Shane and I wanted to get Taco Bell, we went in the drive-thru, yep. and we were sitting behind like four cars, and we were like, what in the world is taking so long? Yeah. And I kid you not, after probably sitting there for how long we were there, maybe like 20 minutes, uh, half yeah, hour? I would say about that. They turn the lights off. Yeah, we were the next ones in line. I was, I was like, you've got, you've got to be kidding me! Like they should have, they should have seen how many cars were in line, and like someone went out and put a cone behind the yeah. last car or something. Yeah. 
But instead, they waited for us to get up to the, or, the order. <laughs> and then they said, whoop, they didn't oh. say nothing. So you guys dislike Taco Bell not because of how great the food is or anything like that. You dislike it because you had one bad experience and you can't ever And not only that, yeah, that was the cherry on there top. There were cars in front of us who were waiting for, at the window and a car behind us. And so we couldn't get out. We had to wait. <laughs> Why don't you tell the car behind you to back out? They, they had to. It might have been a couple. I don't even remember. Well. That's just the cherry on top. Yeah. This place has like grade F meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's 30% real meat. Okay. <laughs> 70% pure Mexican magic. <laughs> Mystery <Yeah>. meat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Taco Bell still. Dude, we should have said Chick-fil-A doesn't count. Yeah. If you took Chick-fil-A off the tabletop, okay. what would you pick next? Mm. Mm. I think I know what I would do. I'm thinking... Because there's certain, there's specific things I like from certain would places. Would you say Burger King? No, I would say have, definitely not Burger King. We have King. I hate um, I don't a mind friend of ours King. who's also a listener, who I t- actually talked to you yesterday, oh, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim B, B. Um, who listens every week. And back in the day, he ate Chick-fil-A every No, not, not Chick-fil-A, Burger King every <laughs> Burger single King is day. Every terrible. Day. Every day. And I said, you, and so I saw him yesterday, I was like, hey, you still eat Burger King? He's like, ah, not as much, like twice a week. <laughs> like, still, still a lot. He still eats it a ton. Yeah, well, yeah, but if you went seven times a week, yeah, that's that's definitely cutting back. Yeah. All right, hurry up. What, what do you got? I'm kind of blanking. What? I like okay. Wendy's a lot. No, Wendy's sucks. Wendy's, Wendy's is like, good. You like, I the, know what? you like soggy fries? Wendy's burgers are the, are Wendy's the best. Wendy's is no. below Wendy's burgers Taco are the best. Bell, their fries sure. stepped it up. No. No, their fries suck. Their fries have gotten better. They now have handcuffed fries. Their their fries suck. Okay, okay. The only thing that I Chick-fil-A like, the only thing I like about Wendy's, frosty. No, you can get <laughs> chili. Good. Chili, okay. Yeah, that chili's all right. But I like chili. McDonald's, McDonald's is. If yeah, you don't Big Mac. McDonald's is if fine. If you don't, McDonald's is fine. Top first pick job. Chick Fil A. Yeah, it was first, first job. job. Burger King was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Sabaros was mine. McDonald's. I, I like McDonald's. I'll give I like McDonald's. And but Wendy's is good. Love Big Macs. There are things I like from all of them. But if I had to pick like one, like if I had to lose everything else and the only one I could get and it's not Chick-fil-A. It would be 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Hey, what was it that Tony would always say? If you are homeless yeah. and you need food, go to 7-Eleven. There's free chili there. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Just bring well, a bag. Tony said it. So yeah. Tony's right. You're just repeating. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get Anyways. let's get to okay. the, uh, the last <laughs> part of the <laughs> podcast. He's <laughs> getting really into it. News. What are we brought to you by Seven Eleven Chili in a bag? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, free. Oh lord. Okay. Right, what you got? Anyway, all right. So in this week's tip top news, we've got just one today. Yep. So this can be for both of you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So recently, uh, Saint Dunstan's School doesn't is not really relevant. I just want to tell you what school Where is was. It? I don't know. Just listen. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, Saint Dunstan's School. Accident- Terrible name, by the way. <laughs> accidentally drops the C bomb <gasps> in, in a mass text to parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a Catholic oh school? I assume. My goodness. It sounds. It sounds. What like is the C word, by the way? Do um, not say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you that in the in the context they were they were going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> wait, hold on. Was it like 
it like auto corrected. Auto corrected, exactly. So it was. It wasn't like <laughs> so auto corrected. So, 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 right. <laughs> so in order to auto correct, that means you have, you have to, to have said word. it before. So anyway, they were trying to uh, use the word county. <laughs> and instead, it ended up as, as an adjective of blanky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, let me see. I'm gonna read. The- I feel like that word is like to especially to girls. That is like the oh, worst, worst word, word you could possibly. Yeah. You say. can't. That's that's something you can never. I mean, you can never make the mistake of yeah. ever saying to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And we we talked last week about. Whether or not cussing is okay. I don't know if there's ever a time where that word is okay. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's funny. Right. right. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so the text like read. <laughs> right, right. The text read, students will be bringing home a data sheet for you to check and sign. Please complete the two new sections, blank of birth, so county of birth, but. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and nationality. Repeat that part again, that last part. County no no like of like birth. the whole thing with it. Uh, please complete the two new sections: county of birth and nationality. <laughs> <laughs> you must you get that. What? How did this become a news story? Yeah, because uh, that's what I want. Simple. Like, was it like a missing a, a, a no? Well, yeah, they sent it to all missing. the parents. Probably like it was probably like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but happened? like, was it they a, did apologize five minutes after though. But so. you can tell, like, if you were to read that, mm-hmm. obviously they just accidentally didn't type the o in but it probably it's it's a lot worse like you said if it's a catholic school probably is a lot worse like you have people like oh god what i'm trying to figure out like i i understand like parents reacting that way like oh my goodness i Mm. can't believe but how is this how would it make the news did somebody like yeah call like well it's not like national news this is just like a yeah it's just simple any local news Yeah, yeah it is what it is like if i sent that email out when i was emailing like um parents of of student ministry at my church. Do you think that would make the news? No, I don't think I would even hear from it. Like, I think my people would notice and be like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah. he accidentally forgot a letter. Yeah. And it's just funny the way it came out. But, or be like, oh, they, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I would hear about it. Right. So I can't believe we're, mm-hmm. we're even hearing about it because yeah, somebody forgot I mean. to put a, an O. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's obviously, that it wasn't malicious. Obviously, there yeah. are some uptight parents up yeah, in that. Apparently. Yeah. But I mean, it made for a some, great story for us. County parents. <laughs> 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 hey, good pun. I like that pun. There. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna use from now on. Thanks. I won't even say. It. Uh, not that I. Not that I use that <laughs> word. But uh, did did we talk about this last episode? Where just because you use a different word, if you have the same intention for it, yeah. Louis C.K. has a great joke about that. Who? Louis C.K. About uh, like. Uh, I thought the, you, I thought you said Lucy. Nope. Louis C.K. about like the N word mm-hmm. and not the actual word, but the N word because it's making you say it in your head. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Why don't you just have the courage to say it? Why do you got to make me say it in my head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I think of this one. But yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It. But that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Huh. Well, no. Wasn't that crazy? Who'd have thought a Catholic school would be uptight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Who'd have thought? Well, hey, guys. Good episode. Yeah. We again want to thank Zach. Thanks, Zach. For. for <laughs> For the interview. <laughs> Thank you, um, Zach. Um, again, uh, it's November 16th. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. Tickets are still available at liveloveedtour.com. Live, love, love, love. Liveloveedtour.com. Check Even out Citizens of Saints. Live, love, love. <laughs> 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 that the, uh, yeah. what the offspring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they're Citizen Saints and King's Kaleidoscope on tour. They're playing at the Rock and Roll Hotel for everyone that's local listeners. Yeah. Um, November 16th. Um, we will be there for sure. 
right. we'll be, but we'll be there early, like hanging out with them in the backstage. And all yeah, we'll thing. be there, and we're gonna do a live "Not Your Mama's Christian" <laughs> yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna jump up, <laughs> but but yeah. So um, so yeah, definitely get your tickets if you haven't yet, and and check them out. But Topper. I need you to send this out like you, like you always You're do. You're so good. Right, at I'm it. feeling. I'm actually feeling it today. To, like, give us. Oh, okay. I need you just to to give us yeah. something nice because we nice. we there's a possibility we had new listeners. Oh, um, yeah, it is because of this very Saints true. interview. It's very unlikely that they're still listening. Yeah, <laughs> they probably skipped to the interview and then stopped. Yeah. Um, but if they're still listening, you want to leave them with a hook Ooh. or with something that they're <laughs> going to come back. They're going to have to come back <laughs> put, for wait, next week. Coming back, too much pressure for next me. week for part two of our Not Your Pastor Not podcast. Your podcast. Make sure you listen to part one yeah. on Friday. Give them a reason to come back, Topper. Give them a reason. Come on. And if they don't come back, it's going to be solely your fault. Yep. My so gosh. go ahead, Topper. Give give them your farewell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Oh my god! You can do it. You can do it, little guy. Come on. Oh, close this out. People are just I wanting can't. to turn off this episode. Oh, oh, we we look forward to uh, hearing from the new listeners. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. How are we going to hear from them? Um. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> Refrain from using the C word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.